This episode is sponsored by JMR Rentals, professional digital cinema and broadcast rentals in Brooklyn, New York. To find out more, visit their website, jmrny.com. Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, and earlier this year, as part of our coverage of the Winter Film Awards, we reviewed the film Daddy Issues. Well, today, joining me via Zoom, all the way from across the pond, are the sisters behind the film, Kimberly and Amy Datnow. Welcome, Kimberly and Amy. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. <laughs> uh, thanks for being there. Uh, we, uh, we've, we've uh, one thing this, this pandemic has allowed us to do is get guests from across the pond, which is great. You guys did a project called Daddy Issues, which was featured in the Winter Film Awards, which we covered. And uh, we did, Andrew Sweatman did a review of it for us, gave it a great review. We talked about it a little bit on the show. But uh, it's great to have you guys because I'd like to talk, you know, kind of how the movie came to be and and uh, the struggles that you had with it and kind of where it's going uh, so fans know where to find it. But first, I want to talk to you about you and kind of see, like, how did you get into this mess? How did you get into the whole uh, show business? And, and uh, what is your origin story, so to speak? First of all, um, Amy and I, um, we've always wanted to start a company together because we've come from this entrepreneurial background because our father was really entrepreneurial and our mother was kind of really hippie and creative. So we always thought, okay, we need to start a business and it needs to be creative. Yeah. So I think like that's kind of the origin of how we kind of... Kimberly was working as an actress in LA um, and I was working as a journalist, so I'm more creative behind the scenes and our skills went well together. And then we went through this tragedy of our dad dying and we kept calling each other, having like relationship issues. Um, and they were so funny and amusing. And we just thought like this would make, this is how our, the inception of daddy issues came to be. Yeah, we were like talking about modern dating stories and we were thinking, oh my God, everyone must have these similar stories from all dating apps like Tinder and Bumble and everything. So we talked to our friends and we were like, do you guys experience this? And we thought uh, it was just us, but then we like basically we realized that everyone has got some kind of daddy issues. And that's really what we wanted to talk about. So we transcribed everyone's stories basically. And then we were like, wow, we've got this whole list of, of issues. And that was the basis to start the script with. Um, yeah, and everything in the script is stories that we heard from friends and things. So it's quite real. Because <laughs> um, we grew up watching 90s rom-coms, loving those films but didn't kind of relate to modern dating and how we felt like with our situation. So we wanted to make something that could, people could relate to basically. Yes, so that nothing was wasted. So, we, so that we make art out of <laughs> things that um, everyone kind of experiences in their mid twenties yeah. as millennials. <laughs> so was this the first time you guys had worked together on a project? We've done some short films before this, um, but this is our first feature film. Yeah, we, um, we did a film, a short film called Margot, which we shot on the beach in LA, which was really, which was really fun to shoot. Um, and 
Then we've done a couple of other things as well, web series and things, and this was our first feature. We do have some arguments. We never argue about creative decisions, so we're very much on the same page with that, which, yeah. is, which is really never, helpful. Yeah, we always agree on creative decisions. And, so. Yeah, <laughs> and we always try and spend a lot a lot of time getting things right, because the, art, the artistic point of view is, is, is very important to us. The stuff so. you actually see on the screen, we like to spend the, the budget on rather than... Basically, in the edit, we like did a lot of we spent a lot of time getting the, per, the like perfect edit. But at the same time, yeah. it never looks perfect when you're the filmmaker because you always see the like tiny little nuances that no one else does. What was the dynamic in terms of working together? So, uh, Kimberly, actually, you're you're in the movie, so uh, you were, you know, played the lead character, and how did you kind of work together that way? Oh my God, well, Amy was there just before um, every shot, like making sure my hair was right and like prepping me and like psyching me up for the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like that was very much like, um, you know, in the, in the action kind of thing, in the ring together. Yeah. But then in terms of like actually working together on all the production element and everything um, and the post-production, um, we were very much like sitting there in the in the post with the with the board with the color boards in the cinema room, like saying this shot needs to be a bit more this color and that color. And Amy's really good with color. She's always she's always been good with color and makeup. And no, but it's it's great to work with your sister because it definitely you're on the same page and we're so passionate about it that that's really the important thing, isn't it? Passion for yeah, this project was um, massively a passion project, as well as being something that we um, want. We had a financial um, backing on as well, so um, we tried to make sure that everybody involved with the production had the, the same sort of keenness um, and passion. For yeah, the everybody that on the production about. just gave so much passion to it and like really believed in the story. So you've kind of told us what the story is about, but like give, give us a little bit more nuts and bolts. So like, what, give me like the log line, give me like the Hollywood log line for the, for the movie, just so people have a, uh, an essence of the story and such. So Henrietta is a hapless 20 something comic that moves from London to LA when her father passes away. And when she gets to LA, she meets Nolan and Alice who her two other college friends and she realizes that they have similar sort of daddy issues to what she has. Nolan is dating a mum and so has become a father. Um, and, you know, men have daddy issues too. Um, he's become a father not out of his own wanting to. And Alice is um, dating this older man and is a sugar daddy. And obviously Henrietta's father's died. So these three characters um, who are old friends um, come together and um, it's a story about how people find humor um, in the darkest moments. Um, and it's a quirky slice of life comedy. We also thought it's an important story to tell at this time with COVID and, and, and bringing fun to people's lives. It's uplifting, hopefully. Hopefully it's uplifting. <laughs> Would you say the film has a dark or like, is it a black comedy or a dark sense of humor? Because It definitely has, yes, for sure. And it's quite, um, we used, we're quite loose with the script. So we had comedy actors that were from UCB and um, groundlings that were, would ad lib a lot. And we let them go off script and that, it gave a really organic feel to the film that we really wanted and loved. We had such a great dynamic on set. Like we, we were really um, keen for the director to have this ensemble mentality with a cast. So we did rehearsals before and then when we were on set, we did like four takes. And then the fifth one, we had this theory called the fuck it theory. And we just did an improvisation take. Being in character, 
and just go where you want it to go and then we'd like edit in things that felt organic and like fun and yeah that's how we got the kind of is that part of what the director brought to it or was that something that you kind of all decided on that this would be the style of production um i think the director brought a sense and a sense of tone that we were we loved um we were very influenced by uh lena dunham and the normcore movement and um so the director had similar sort of references and influences that we had um but i think that we all sat down before the film and we it was something that we really wanted to yeah. incorporate but it worked out i mean it works out so much better because when you think about all the ensemble casts like uh, modern family and 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 casts that are together for a long time and that really vibe with each other like snl those are the programs that people's hearts are able to identify with sure. and so um it's a method of filmmaking that we that we hold very dearly to what we do as well as being um female two female filmmakers so the movie is set in la uh and you can't you you guys are obviously not american uh you're coming from england <laughs> was that and how did you kind of find uh your director and how did you kind of uh find were these people that you had performed with before with an extensive audition process like how did you find the team some of them were definitely people that we'd worked with before and that we we loved their work and then some people through the director that brought them in um and for example the alice character we had someone already cast and then this girl came in and she was just so much the pop like role that we just we had to cast her she she looks a lot like um so the lead character um Alice she looks a lot like Jennifer Lawrence she looks so much like Jennifer Lawrence and we, it was ridiculous and we were like oh my god are you like acting not Jennifer Lawrence because <laughs> you look and she was as good as an actress but anyway as that's Jennifer. just an example of when you can find someone that you do, you don't think is going to come in from open casting and it just like we had and she took the lead role like one of the lead roles so yeah she blew us away she was really good one of the things that i've seen in some movies that you know have an element of improv or especially the comedies i think tone is the hardest thing to find in a comedy to try to get you know the tone right is is particularly difficult and i also think when you have people improvising there's a chance for the movie to get away from you and not uh, and, and be uh, either like a little bit incoherent or go in directions you don't want to go to was there anything that kind of you, you decided beforehand, either in the writing or in the pre-production process, that you said that, you know, this is going to be our touchstone. This is going to be the hook that as long as we keep it about this, we're okay. Was there anything like that? We definitely had a script that was quite, that they definitely kept to quite, quite consistently. So that does, you definitely need a core script for sure. Yeah, that was like our roadmap, definitely. Um, and then we obviously knew the uh, the trajectory of the scene. So as an actor, you know, that was very helpful. Um, and that was what gave us the pinpoint to be able to um, improvise off, just to know what the, the trajectory is in the scene. Um, but also as an actress in the film, um, I felt like, um, I, I'm a stand-up comic as well, so I felt like it was easy enough to get into role and to know what the character was going through, having experienced similar things, although maybe not as heightened <laughs> as what Henrietta yeah. is in the film. But um, I found that that really helped um, to, to get into character and, and with the improv and, and the ensemble work as well.
Yeah, I think there's there's usually like some some of the great comedies that I've seen it like there is even though they can be crazy and they can go off the rails, there's still yeah. an emotional truth to them, you know, yeah. where where you you're always saying, you know, as long as everybody's you know, uh Sydney uh Sydney Pollack when he made Tootsie, he said like everything is real except the bullets. You know, like everything everything is we have to uh, the emotional cores of these people are they're all playing reality. They're all playing it for real. It's just yeah. the circumstances that are nuts that will, but it, that's what kept it grounded and it didn't just go, you know, cause I've seen some comedies. I'm like, man, this thing really needs an editor, you know, like, <laughs> uh, or like, uh, and I'm sure you have too, like some of these things where you're just like, yeah, okay. It's funny improv, but this movie's about 20 minutes longer than it needs to be. And I lost the thread of the story and I don't care anymore uh, because you know, you, you need to have laughs. It's like action scenes you know funny scenes are like like if if we don't care about the characters it doesn't really matter how great the action is and if we don't care about the characters it's not that funny or if we can't relate to it so you know keeping it human and relatable i think is huge and i, I think there's a danger of like pitfalls that you can fall into where you're just kind of like playing for laughs you know as opposed to playing characters kind of thing yeah we were lucky because we had a lot of really great actors that were really well versed in in different sort of comedy and character techniques um but we had a couple of hilarious scenes that we shot and i think because people were so invested in their character and in their um own in their own truths um in these characters um that they really brought to life um, what the scene was about, but 100% agree with you that truthfulness and finding the almost like the tragedy in the comedy yeah. is what makes it funny. They have to really understand the story to be able to keep the story and then have a little bit extra room to, for comedy. Yeah, it's about that balance. Yeah. It? But then also the technicalities of, of um, one of, you know, we, one of the scenes we shot in a car and trying to um, try knowing that you've got this camera rig that you don't want shaking. Oh <laughs> and also like kind of also being in character. Um, I think that's like the filmmaker's yeah. <laughs> dichotomy, but it's, that's what's fun about it as well. And seeing how it turned out in the end, you know, you get to the rushes at the end of the day and, um, and because you're so in character, you kind of think, oh, wow, like um, that scene felt really real and really truthful. Um, but you kind of just so much in that world that you don't really know what it's going to look like. So there's always that moment of truth being an actor and a producer where you're like, OK, this this sounds it's real. Like, does it look OK? <laughs> yeah, our investors will invest again <laughs> in our film it, so. for you uh for you kimberly was it helpful to kind of have amy there so you could maybe let go of some of the responsibility and just be in character and because i know i've had people who have been in their own films directing or acting or you know acting producing and writing and you know like the hardest thing to do is at the end of the day which is the thing that everybody sees is the acting you know and that's really what counts you know if the performance isn't good we don't really care about the movie but it's very hard when you're kind of split in the three different, you know, you're trying to do six different things at once. But were you able to kind of like tag team on that and, and not have as much responsibility on set? I mean, I can't say anything bad for being clear. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, no, I, I mean, absolutely, like 100%. I don't think I could have done this without Amy. Um, literally, like everything. We, we're very close as sisters and... Um, you know, we, we never disagree on creative decisions. Yeah, but Kimberly would definitely get stressed about the production of the, of 
the film and I would be like this isn't this you need to switch your your mind to acting like we've got this under control you need to switch your hat um and I think if you're producing a film that you're acting in that can be quite that can be quite a task because you do have that stress and you just want to focus on the acting so we would me and Laura the director would tell Kimberly like you need to relax you need to like be in, in the acting we have this under control and like I hope that you yeah it's a massive gear shift like to think about this different character and then also think about you know it's almost like playing a role being a producer to try to get everybody to (laughs) to um act accordingly uh metaphorically and physically so um but yeah amy was um was an absolute dream because you know i've done other projects and i haven't had the support um that i had on that one and to have um you know to be the lead in the my first feature and having amy there was just like that's all that's all an act that's all you can really ask for <laughs> you know i i've had that to get off this i've seen too like we're and i and i've been there myself like i've been on set directing and producing and all this stuff and you're like trying to get something done and then you know all of a sudden you're like wait did we order lunch did we get, yeah. you know, are we going to oh, get yeah, everybody yeah. fed today? You know, and uh, it's, it's the worst because it takes you out of everything. Uh, and I've also had a number of people, I don't know what kind of budget you guys have, you know, had to do this film. Um, was that a concern as well? Because, you know, making a feature film isn't cheap uh, to get all the support and the crew and the, you know, the cast you want. Uh, would, did you guys go through like a money raising period beforehand? Did you guys do like, a Kickstarter or something like that to to rate, or did you have invest? Like, how did that come? How did that work? Well, we didn't do a Kickstarter, although that is apparently great to get um, followers on the film from the beginning. It's good for an independent film, and probably do that in the future. Yeah, I think we would. Um, but this one, we we pitched um, as our own story to private investors um, and found money that way. Um, we made it on like an incredible low budget. Um, hopefully it looks a bit like better than, than what we spent on it, but, um, we definitely also found ways to cut corners that it would look higher budget than it was, um, that was crucial to us. Yeah. Like we chose some of the directing style, like we chose to have a static camera because films that we had seen in the past did that and they had beautiful shots. And we thought, well, this is a great way to not need a dolly, not need massive amounts of setup time. Um, but have something that is very stylized. Um, so things like that, where we didn't. Uh, Sometimes when you have restrictions in filmmaking, you can create a style that you actually both love. So it's actually nice to have restrictions in a budget because otherwise you have too much option sometimes. So we actually enjoyed the restrictions a bit. Yeah. And as for food, everyone loves pizza and it was, and, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So like at the end of the filming day, we'd like have this, have these pizzas and because everyone on set, on set was extremely creative and triple thread, people were playing guitar and singing and we were drinking. Yeah. After. Everyone, everyone was like willing to chip in and a, a good atmosphere. Like no one was, had too many strict diet requirements and those kind of things we were lucky and also this time of, with covid i think people are saying that filming that everyone's going to need to have their own separate food so it means no more pizza sharing <laughs> which is 
Which is what filmmakers love, so <laughs> I don't know how that's yeah, going to go down. Film is made on pizza. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure they'll find a way. Maybe smaller, smaller individual pizzas. I, I know a lot <laughs> of things are going to change. I mean, uh, and it's like you have to have people on board from, from the get-go in order for that to work. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been on crews and I've seen crews where they're like, you know, if, if I've got to eat this frozen burrito one more time, I'm going to kill somebody, you know, like people, people who, who don't make films, they don't realize how important the food is <laughs> like that's lunch or like two of the most important things you could say on a set in a given day. Uh, but with, um, with all this, uh, you guys, you made the film and obviously you've been doing the, you've done the film festival route on it. Uh, and kind of what what plans do you see for it in the future and, and where is it going? It's been really well received and we've won some audience awards and some um, best film, best actress awards. Um, and uh, and um, and we've got some great reviews like best newcomers and um, it's, doing, it's doing well. It's getting a bit of a buzz on, on media and we hope that it's going to continue and then hopefully be on some like bigger VOD platforms and Yes, and Gravitas. We've got Gravitas doing our distribution. Yeah. Who have done like some of our favorite and best loved films. So we're really lucky to get that. Um, they also released a film called Daddy Issues last year, which is not our film, um, but um, uh, they obviously um, like that kind of content, like this kind of indie indie film content. And um, America is the first release, and apparently. America sets the scene for other territories, so we're excited for like we're excited to see what happens in America because that's like the place for film. Yeah, it's done really well. We've got it in pre-sales at the moment, and um, Gravitas told us it's doing really well. So hopefully, um, everyone that's watching this will want to see it, and you can find it on iTunes and on demand. Um, and also follow us at Clean Slate Productions on Instagram. Before I let you go. Um... What do you want audiences to ultimately come away with after they see this? Because you, you guys talked about it being very relatable and everybody having these kind of stories, but what, you know, what do you, what do you think the takeaway will be for audiences and how, and how will, do you think it'll impact them? I hope that it will help people not feel alone in the fact that you sometimes when dating goes wrong, you feel quite lonely about it, but I hope that people can understand that like ever, so many people go through these issues and we've come out the other side and we look back at it and we think were we really that like that messed up with our dating lives and like we were so it was very cathartic for us and i hope that it'll be cathartic for people to watch it yeah and i think it's a coming of age story um so anyone that's kind of still living at home after university which is very much a product of our of our culture at the moment um, coming of age later not and 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 there's a quote in the film which is like um, you know, am I an adult yet? And it's like, when do you really feel like an adult um, in this yeah. in this modern climate? And I hope that men relate to the film as much as women because, you know, men's mental health issues are not talked about enough. And, you know, daddy issues are things that men have as well. So we hope that with the character of Nolan, that comes across. Um, and that people can just have some, like, enjoy it. Like, yeah. be uplifted by it. <laughs> yeah, laughs are super important. <laughs> Because, you know, tragedy and comedy are like the hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. And uh, once again, the film is called Daddy Issues. And uh, give me the website one more time. Well, um, the Instagram link is Clean Slate Productions. And uh, the website is 
cleanslate-productions.com. And that'll be on, uh, on VOD uh, available uh, for anyone who wants to download it. Uh, thanks so much, guys. And, uh, you know, good luck. Good luck with everything. I hope it goes well. And, and you know, keep us posted on any other projects you, all, you guys have. You're so kind. Thank you for doing this. Thank we you. love the podcast and it's such an honor to be on it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's all we have time for today. Thanks for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more of our content, including our movie reviews, visit our website, norestfortheweekendpodcast.com. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. I'd like to thank our sponsor, JMR Rentals. You can find out more on them at jmrny.com. And once again, I'd like to thank Kimberly and Amy Datnow for joining me. For Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.